These are extra breaths. Coming to you straight from the lungs of my grandmother Cherry and my mum and dad Liz and Jerry. In episode 2 of Straight From The Lungs, mum, dad and Cherry spoke about how they reacted to my cystic fibrosis diagnosis and how the whole family has dealt with it ever since. Here's more from them. I didn't know a lot about cystic fibrosis. It wasn't something on my radar. It wasn't something that, I mean, I think there was one story on the telly at the time about uh, CF, London's burning. One of the firemen's sons had cystic fibrosis. I knew a little bit about it, but not very much. I mean, there was a nurse, I wasn't a paediatric nurse. I think I knew that there was problems with thriving, so I imagined all the children at clinic were going to be stick-thin children and looked ill and everything, which thankfully wasn't the case. But, you know, you could look it up on the internet if you had the internet. But then, like always, it just gives you average life expectancy, and that's so non-specific. You know, they couldn't tell us, like, what life was going to be like, really, because they didn't know how you were going to be. And it's not just the fact of worrying about you. You've got to then worry about your other child... I just felt that it was important that you both had as normal life as possible. You know, we worked around, you know, school times and what have you to go to clinic, didn't we? So Alexander was at school and you were at clinic and, you know, we weren't taking him out to school so then we could go to clinic. Although he did come with us sometimes. Yeah, he did, probably during school holidays yeah. and yeah. I can remember him whizzing around the reception area because at that time you, you weren't kept separate. On that little blue bike. Your attention you were getting was attention that you had to get because of your condition. So you then had to have attention for the things that you were doing as a person without CF as well. So there was never any way that Alexander was going to get the same attention as you because part of your attention was the fact that you needed it for your CF and you didn't ask for that, it was just necessity. So as a whole, you were going to get more because then we wanted to give you the attention for whatever you were doing, whether that be stuff at school, your clarinet, your concerts and things like that. You know, then Alexander needed it for his swimming and his robot stuff. What we said was, didn't we, that we were going to do whatever we could for you and that if there was any, like, I don't know, magic treatments or sudden cure, you know, we'd be getting it and, okay, you've got this awful thing, but, you know, we would work hard to get the best outcome we would and also to make sure that just because Alexander got a brother that got this didn't mean to say that his life was going to be any less enjoyable. When I was 15, mum and dad went on holiday and Cherry and Grandpa, my grandfather, looked after me. It turned out to be quite an eye-opening experience for them. Yeah, it was a good thing to learn how much there was. Because it's sort of all hidden, really. It's all done before we all meet up. And also, there was always the worry of what you'd eat or what you wouldn't eat. You and Alexander were awkward little beads about food. Now you eat so many different things now. Well, you've gone vegetarian, so... The only memory I've got of that time when we looked after you was burning a hole in your bedroom in the parents' because I'd got a broken wrist, that was the trouble, and I couldn't hold the hairdryer, so I was sitting on the floor with a mirror, I think there's a full-length mirror resting or something, trying to do my hair left-handedly, and I put the hairdryer down and burnt a hole. And I think you, you, you more than once said, and you came and saw us and burnt a hole in the carpet. <laughs> yeah. It's all you and everyone else behind you that have kept you healthy. But a lot of it is you, some of it is us, some of it's the CF team, you know, some of it's us pushing you to do things like swimming and clarinet when you didn't want to exercise, taking the dog for a walk or... Being cool to be kind, wasn't it? Yeah. Some of it is us pushing you, especially when you were younger, pushing you to do your physio, making sure that you take your tablets at the right time, making sure that you got your tablets to take to school or, or, 
or what have you. It's the last thing you even know. Yeah. It's like well, getting people to understand, like, when you were a child and, like, you got things planned and then they'd be ringing up and saying, oh, I've got a bit of a cold, what do you think? And I'm going, oh, no, no, not, we're not coming in or whatever. And getting them to understand and them to sort of be absolutely fine with it and go, yeah, quite right, totally understand, not a problem, you know, without having to feel bad and then turn around and be think, saying, well, what do you mean? I've only got a bit of a cold. And I'm like, yeah, but... So, you know, it's having an understanding family as well, isn't it? And yeah. people being open about stuff like that because it could have hit you potentially a lot worse. And the Nottingham team being very understanding, Amanda particularly, listening to me and understanding me because I used to worry about a lot of things. And But she never used to make me feel like I was a bother. I remember the first clinics we went to, though, I used to hate going to clinic because I used to come home and it was just so much information. It was just draining, wasn't it? And I used to come home and just have a dreadful headache I just feel like I can't listen to any more information. It's just too much to take in. Mentally exhausting and emotionally exhausting. I think sometimes if we'd have known now how you're going to be and how you're going to turn out, I almost wish we could have done because I think that would have made our time with you as a child more enjoyable because there was so much worry all the time but then again maybe if we were like that and less worried I wouldn't have been on as alert as much and therefore wouldn't have kept you as well <laughs> when you used to cough as a child and be poorly lying in bed listening to you coughing and I used to count in between and cough thinking I've got to 20 this time it's 25 this time oh I've gone back down to 15 and I used to lie there and I never used to let myself go to sleep so like, if you can't sleep why should I sleep and then your dad would be fast asleep and I'd be like how can you sleep through this some of the time you should be asleep anyway, but I just couldn't sleep. This isn't when you were young, young. I used to lie there when you were ill and just used to listen to you and just be willing for it to be less, you know, there'd be more space in between so that meant it was getting a bit better. Or when I got into bed with him trying yeah. to get him to sleep. You'd move and you would wake up and... When I got you off to sleep, I used yeah. to get one leg out of the bed, gradually, gradually get that down. I don't know why I'm not amazing at yoga or something <laughs> by now. And then I used to sort of slide down the bed and then gradually get the other bed out. So you're lying out of the bed with two legs out but you've got your body in there and you just gradually try and slide out of bed like a worm and do it without you waking up there's an old-fashioned idea that a woman and her mother-in-law have an awkward relationship but in our family that couldn't be further from the truth yes i absolutely adore her and not just how she looks after you and alexander and copes with everything in a jokey sort of way the fact that she chose our son jerry what earth is going to choose our son you know that's always a joke of that well it's not Always a joke of parents because some mothers are so cross if their girlfriend comes along. And we're grateful that a girlfriend came along and that was lived the wonderful life. So my love for her has got more and more and more, actually. Didn't start off with love, it's, it certainly got on more and more as to how she copes. And she does look worried sometimes and she does. She cares about us tremendously really does and is always sort of phoning up and going to sort this out and sort that out. She'd much really prefer to be on the spot the miles away. It makes it difficult for her. What also pleases me is that she and Jeremy are so happy together. You know, they, they, um, they're very fond of each other and that's really nice because that doesn't always happen with marriages, you know. And there are times when I'm sure they want to murder each other, but at times I want to murder Graham. But I'm jolly glad I didn't, because he looks after me now so well. So that would have been a silly thing to do, wouldn't it? I think he comes into his own, actually, looking after somebody. 
we made the decision that cystic fibrosis has got to work around us, not us around cystic fibrosis. And it did, so that we were doing physio in the back of cars, when pet masks, we did it in hotel rooms, we did it in an airport, in a private room. You can work these things round if you just plan it enough and think about it enough. And why should you not be able to do all the things that a person without cystic fibrosis shouldn't do? Ultimately, we know that we're very lucky that your illness isn't at the moment and hopefully won't ever be as bad as some people's, because some people, unfortunately, are a lot more ill than you mm-hmm. but you're not going to know that when you get your first child first diagnosed so you just got to do the treatment and just it's just part of your life and that's it day one don't give up on you know you've got to do it and if you instill that in your child from the word go that's what they think is normal so therefore they will carry on with it and hopefully keep them as well as they can be and do whatever they can and just because they've got cf doesn't mean to say they can't diagnosis is episode two of straight from the lungs which you can listen to at our website lungspodcast.co.uk